travels of a firewall. My name is Christy Bowage. Welcome to the spiritual travels of a firewall. If you love spirituality and weird shit, then you'll love this podcast. Welcome. Welcome back. This is the Firewolf Podcast, spiritually traveling through the universe or the metaverse. Who the fuck knows? I'm here. I'm in. I'm still in Texas. I'm still traveling, but on a smaller scale, hopefully finding a home soon. And uh, I wanted to talk about a couple of different things today. I had this written out in a couple different parts. But ultimately, it's Hallow's Eve. Mars has entered the sign of Scorpio. We have a lot of activity now. The veils are so thin. And it is the time of Halloween. Samhain. All Saints Day, (laughs) Dia de los Muertos, it is a time when the souls are on the planet, our ancestors, even though they're always here with us, the veils are so thin and we can feel them all around us. So my question is, do you feel the vibes? Do you feel the Halloween vibes? Do you feel your loved ones, your crossed ones uh, coming back to give you messages? Have your dreams been wild? Do you get tingles on the back of your neck? Is it cold in some places? Do you have synchronicities? Let me know. Um, I wanted to pop back. I haven't done a podcast on here since August. Been working on a little project with my friend Angela Kay, who uh, we're doing a podcast that is a revamp of her own baby child honor thy cow so it is a podcast that she had previous episodes on that she wanted to bring back and she wanted to keep the name and she was so kind and uh asked uh, you know if if maybe we could try this little podcast out and uh i am honored to be on this podcast um so check out honor thy cow um, which is out on all the platforms, recorded on Anchor, and then the original podcast is also on Anchor and and iTunes. So, essentially, we are uh, at the root of this podcast is that Angela is a military veteran, Navy veteran. And her podcast started when she, before she was a comic and working through um, some post-traumatic stress disorder uh, resulting from being in the military and being deployed. And I am from a military family and I've worked in military laboratories and they are not fun. And I also have a lot of PTSD or categorized CPTSD, um, which is stands for complex PTSD. So 
we are basically um, on the podcast together talking about PTSD and um, talking to people about their stories, especially veterans, but it is not limited to veterans at all um, and hopefully providing resources. So the podcast will be, um, is a month and a half old and you should check it out. And I am back here on the Firewolf because, um, you know, this week, <laughs> oh, the Facebook, with the Facebook down day in early October and the announcement that Facebook is now meta, that Facebook, um, I believe was sold, um, is now meta, but we'll be keeping the name. And uh, just kind of recognizing that this is kind of the news that quote unquote broke the internet because legit Facebook was down. I do think it was IP address changes, which is why Facebook and Instagram are down and other um, social media networks. I want to be humble because <laughs> I'm an Aries. I'll be like, I get really fired up about things. But, you know, I have a lot more questions and my intuition and spidey senses went off this week when the formal announcement was made by Mark Zuckerberg. So I was like, I need to fucking look into this on an astrological level. I looked at Mark Zuckerberg's chart along with the transits as I record this podcast on the 30th of December. Today is a very pivotal day. As noted in Eliza Einhorn's live stream, um, it uh, there, where she she didn't realize that she was discussing um, uh, the Saturn Sun Saturn square that was going on today this morning um, around like five fifty three a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then today as well, Hallow's Eve, Mars enters Scorpio. Uh, you know, this is huge news, and on an astrological level, it makes perfect fucking sense for the fact that 2021 is the year of the Saturn in Aquarius square Uranus in Taurus. Uh, we have one more, um, I guess, well, the square technically is for the entire year, but we do have a date where you know, these are a perfect square. Um, so the first being the 17th of February. The second was June the 14th. Um, so the 17th of February was at seven degrees, um, Aquarius and Taurus. And then on the 14th of June, uh, the square was at 13 degrees, Aquarius, Taurus, and so we have our final perfect square, but it doesn't mean that this square has not influenced us for the entire year. Um, we'll be on Christmas Eve for those who celebrate December 24th, and that will be at 11 degrees with Saturn in Aquarius and Uranus in Taurus. So... I might even just name this episode The Indigenous Biologicals because I also have been following um, the trans mountain communities in Canada who have been fighting 
against the Trans Mountain Pipelines um, with, and unfortunately, um, the tribes, the, the First Nations tribes in Canada who have been fighting these pipelines are on the front lines of this war. So um, history is repeating itself, but this time with technology, this is nothing new. This is not new news. Um, but now, you know, Aquarius being the sign of technology and of the internet age. And now that we are in the age of Aquarius, there's going to be a lot of uh, metaverse is just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. And even though it's janky as fuck, because to be quite honest, I'm pretty sure all of us recognize that Facebook is pretty janky. And um, yet it is widespread across the world. They have collected so much of our data and used it for, for malicious, with malicious intent. And in same with Google and all of these um, large tech organizations. So one of the things that I really wanted to talk about because these squares are the tensions between the physical reality and our consciousness yet um, you know Saturn being a very hot topic right now especially amongst the um, freedom fighter I don't even know uh, against those who are are researching you know more underground organizations Saturn is a planet that continually comes up and uh, Uranus is the planet of Aquarius. So the fact that Saturn is in Aquarius, and if this is a tough episode, I have not done a solo episode in a really long time. So I'm really trying, I have so much information here and I don't even know where to start with it. And so I'm trying so hard to relay this information. It is not comedy in any way. Um, It is pure astrology and there if I were to list out just all of the things that are building and building up to what I believe so there is there is a 2030 movement um, but even before that you know we've got so much in the skies that is going to influence this and um, one of the things that I really really want to point out is there is a total solar eclipse for the United in totality for the United States. Um, again, uh, we had one in 2017. It was August the 21st, 2017, which in the t- path of totality was northwest to southeast. The path of totality for the eclipse, the total solar eclipse, which will be occurring on April, I believe it's, hold up, let me get, I'm jumping ahead, I'm jumping timelines. April the 8th, 2024, that will be at 19 degrees Aries, and the path of totality is going the opposite route. So from the 2017 total solar eclipse at 28 degrees Leo, again, northwest to southeast, 
this path of totality is southwest to northeast. So it's crossing the path of totality from 2017, which to me is a example of how change is in slow growth but also I do feel intuitively that a lot of these big tech companies are very aware of the astrological timelines and in this particular case one of the biggest hubs of this company is actually located in Austin, Texas where the path of totality is making a direct hit. And that is in, again, April 8th, 2024 at 19 degrees Aries. So there's going to be a lot of transits, incidents, occurrences, um, build up to these eclipses because we still have a nodal transit in Taurus and Scorpio to get through before we even get towards those nodal transits between Aries and Libra. Um, These are really important transits. Every sign holds their own lesson and eclipses are such a pivotal lesson. They, They direct and they dictate entire genres, entire generations Um, and we're seeing this again 1999 2000 literally brought us the internet for what it is today and those were nodal eclipses those were nodal transits and so right now when we sit with this Saturn Uranus square a huge piece of it wants to run ahead Uranus wants to move wants to innovate wants to go, 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 go. And because Uranus, um, the uh, Aquarian types, uh, their brains move so quickly. They compute, they calculate. It's a gender, in my opinion, a genderless sign, in my humble opinion, Um, which is constantly thinking and doesn't really stop to ground itself so the fact that uranus is in the extremely grounding sign of taurus is holding humanity back in certain ways for good purposes in my opinion these squares have a tension because i honestly feel like it's the snake um swallowing its tail like if if these squares didn't exist right now we would be flying away. <laughs> and so part of this is the piece of us that's being, that's restless. That's like, oh my God, I got to go, 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 go. Saturn is, is trying to check that. Uranus is trying, and Taurus is trying to check that. So there is these paired energies in a way that do conflict with one another yet are meant to conflict and come to a compromise. So the fact that we have three passes of this this year is really important because in February, I remember distinctly, this square was the great ice storm in Austin, Texas. I got stuck in that ice storm 
for those who, uh, you know, live in areas where there are ice and snow, um, ice storms and snowstorms, you know, it's tough to explain how the entire state of Texas shut down and infrastructure shut down and it was terrifying. Um, my car at the time, I couldn't go anywhere. My car, now this is where I feel like fate did step in and I, I have a podcast somewhere out there. I think it's actually on the Solar Plexus and Chill podcast that I kind of just put a little bonus episode on there to talk about the ice storm because I didn't want people to feel like I was complaining or feel like I was just a baby but now when I look back um I wasn't I was I was in distress and uh it was tough you know my keys got buried somewhere in, in the snow um they had must I had taken a dog on a walk and I had them in my pocket and I could not find not only my car keys and my fob, but two other house keys to two friends of mine. So essentially in that ice storm, I lost my keys. I had to have um, locksmith come out. We couldn't find the keys in the car. And then I had to have um, another locksmith come out and create a key for my car, which from the ice storm, I actually ended up driving through Oklahoma to a show and up through Wyoming into Utah to a show where when I was driving back from from Utah through Wyoming, I ended up sliding on the ice up there, (laughs) being blown by the wind and sliding on some ice. So I do feel like our guides do tell us to slow the fuck down. And that's a perfect example of how the Uranus Saturn square affected me. I was go, go, going. I wouldn't stop. I wouldn't slow down for nobody. Um, The ice storm tried to be like, bitch, slow the fuck down. And I still didn't listen. So the second one for me was two days after um, an important comedy um, audition for me, where again, I jumped way too fast into something. And it was also near a total solar eclipse in Gemini, which was during that week. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I've been held back. The car accident held me back. Last year held me back. I got to go fast or else I'm going to lose everything. And honestly, what I should have done was waited to move to Los Angeles uh, before these mandates came through and really uh, thought about where I should have gone, which was Texas, because honestly, it's where I need to be right now. Um, So I did crash and burn a couple times this year. Um, My intention, you know, in the upcoming months is to figure out why I keep crashing and burning. And a huge part of it was when you do stand-up comedy, you do have to kind of go full throttle And there's not a lot of time to sit and think. And even during the pandemic, the beginning of the pandemic last year, I definitely didn't have, I I was in the middle of the rural desert. And I honestly think that that was my guides being like, this is the only place that you're going to sit down and think is being surrounded by the desert 
and mountains and being on dirt roads because otherwise you're just going to fly around. Um, so for those of you who are out there who are always constantly on the move, these Uranus-Saturn squares really are asking us on the physical level to take it, take our steps carefully, even with the frenetic energy that they have. And it's not easy. And we have one more coming up at 11 degrees. So why do I talk about all this with Mark and everything? And I am trying to update. And I, I feel like it's perfect for Halloween because it's such a terrifying thing to think of, in my opinion. The metaverse. There, I saw the meme with this kid with wrapped up arms and legs and bare feet. And he was like, almost in a hospital gown and he was he was like on the floor leaning up against the wall with his VR set plugged into the wall um and I do feel like if we're gonna get real weird weird I do feel like if those who do believe in 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 extraterrestrials that the metaverse <laughs> this gonna this is gonna get real Uranian real quick the metaverse is uh, us, the, or the gray aliens are us, per, soulless us, coming back and warning those souls about this shit. <laughs> like, I know that sounds fucking weird, but at this point, we're, the, the articles that are out about the metaverse don't even sound like normal reality so it's not far off to say that time travel could be a portion of of this that time travel could essentially be the creation of the metaverse that is feeding within itself again the snake swallowing its tail um which is perfect for scorpio season and if if i think about it that way um, I don't feel as crazy when I say it, um, because if it is some sort of interf interface, uh, that this is like a computer simulation of some sort where we're all experience the metaverse within a metaverse, then who the fuck knows? But anyway, we have eclipses on the way. And when I went to look at Zuckerberg's chart I was like well this is terrifying and hit so I'm looking at Mark Zuckerberg's chart and I this is why ultimately I wanted to do this episode because the motherfucker was born May the 14th 1984 at 2 39 p.m. Dobbs Ferry New York his chart is completely um public record and this is via astrotheme.com however my stipulations for looking at celebrities charts are they have to be 100% there has to be two or more sources that have this chart um, and he's on astro-charts.com astro.com astrotheme.com and astroseek.com so there are several sources that have several several reputable astrology sources that have his chart as public domain 
Um, therefore, I feel it, it in my consciousness, in my ethical consciousness, I, I feel like it's a good chart to look at. Um, if it were somebody who is more obscure in society or somebody who's more private, I would not be looking at their chart. So here's the thing. So he is a life path five and a wood rat, which makes total sense to me. If you look at his, uh, anyway, um, his son is at 24 degrees Taurus. His moon is conjunct Mars and his Mars is in retrograde at 18 with the moon and 19 with Mars degrees Scorpio. So he is about to go through a Mars return. And as I make this podcast, he's part of my generation of the Pluto Scorpio generation. However, his Pluto is exactly zero degrees Scorpio and Mars is on his Scorpio today as we fucking speak. So I have a hypothesis and that doesn't even get, that doesn't even scratch the fucking surface, his Saturn. So he's going through a Saturn square and his Saturn square, his personal Saturn is at 12 degrees of Scorpio. He does have Saturn retrograde. That is a generational um, thing. Saturn generally goes retrograde like about twice a year. Outer planets go retrograde pretty frequently. Um, So they'll like span like one year. So I'm talking about like shadow phase to leaving the shadow phase. They generally are within those phases about twice a year. So it's generally a generational thing. If you see like Uranus retrograde, Saturn retrograde, um, Neptune retrograde in somebody's natal chart, it's a generational effect. And so, for example, he's going to be going through his Saturn square and he, he touched that earlier this year. Um, as well in June. So his Saturn square started around May, June of this year, Saturn in retrograde. um, And he's going to be going through his Saturn square again during the Saturn uh, Uranus square. So his personal Saturn is technically in like a T square. So he's getting this, like this is his, this is big for him. This is like a mini like purpose path thing and I don't think he's he's definitely not there there were many instrumental players in this process um don't doubt his Scorpio Mars moon conjunction the fact that he is Mars retrograde makes him a little squirmy and we can all kind of see that this is now understand like my podcast is not I'm not on fucking you know uh uh you know some news source where I I, my opinions are straight up in here okay I'm putting that out there but the fact that he has Mars 
retrograde in Scorpio, even if he didn't have the moon in there, would be like a ding, 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 ding. Because I knew this motherfucker that had a Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Scorpio, and that bitch, you know what I'm saying? He has a knife behind his back. So, this motherfucker with a fucking Mars-Moon conjunction retrograde in his second house opposite, I didn't even get to this part, opposite Venus. Venus is in Taurus in his eighth house. And he has a son in the eighth house ruled by Scorpio. I'm not putting down Scorpios at all. I know many a great Scorpios, but there are also many a Scorpios who are not evolved consciously. So this Scorpio has an ascendant in Virgo. So a lot of people do trust him. A lot of people do kind of see him as like this everyday guy that's going to really help. And he has a great connection between his son and his ascendant. Beautiful harmony there. Earthy vibes coming off of Zuckerberg. You know what I'm saying? Um, But when you really get into the depths, there is a whole lot behind the motherfucking scenes that you do not see and with an eighth house sun eighth house venus with with pluto saturn mars the moon all talking to each other in an opposition there's a lot of shit that he does with power um that we do not see so that includes military contracts that includes All of those types of things that are kept beneath the surface. Um, I said this on a podcast I had done with a couple of, of ladies in New York that I didn't think Joe Biden was going to be the president because he's also a Scorpio and he has a lot of 12th house connections. And I just didn't see that as somebody who was healthy, um, to be the president. Uh, 12th house with the 12th house Scorpio for Joe Biden. I saw it as somebody who wasn't going to make it through, that there was not a strength there. Um, and it was somebody who was definitely doing a lot of secret things. Um, so I didn't see them as somebody who was in front of the world in a presidential way, but I was wrong about that. So yes, astrologers are wrong. I am, I, you know, I'm just reading a chart, but what I am saying here is the Pluto vibes be mad strong here. Uh, his eighth house is Scorpio's, Scorpio's house house. That is Scorpio's house. And the fact that he has this connection here and the fact that the nodes are right up in his chart, um, very, very soon. Um, the North node is going to be entering the sign of of Taurus right around the Saturn square Uranus. I believe it's like the 21st to 22nd of December, then Saturn is square Uranus just a couple days after that. So there's a lot fucking going on. And when the nodes enter, that sets us up. We have eclipse season just right around the corner again on the 19th of November. And the next eclipse is going to be right, 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 right by his son. 
it's going to be at 27 degrees of Taurus and his sun is at 24 degrees of Taurus. So technically he's getting it as a direct hit to his chart, illuminating his eighth house. And because this is a lunar eclipse, this story is not done. There's a lot of stuff that we do not know. And Meta looks janky. I'm telling you, my opinion, my opinion, I watched, I can only watch maybe 20 minutes of the video released from Meta. And I went into their YouTube page and there was barely anything released. And then all of a sudden there's just all this stuff released on the same day uploaded to YouTube. So it's right there on YouTube. But I watched that video that Mark Zuckerberg, um, and I'll, let me look up the, uh, I'm not going to link it in here because I just, but meta Mark Zuckerberg. So the video right now is at, so it's meta's channel. And the fact that they have, they legit have the infinity sign as their, I guess, I don't even know what represents their company is the snake literally eating its tail. Um, it's creepy as hell. And I'm just trying to find it. I can't find the full, it's like an hour and something long video. I can't find the full video right now. But Mark Zuckerberg's basically on there talking about the metaverse. He gives us an example. He goes into the metaverse um, with his friends and they're like playing cards and it's a creepy fucking video. Um, the video is titled The Metaverse and How We'll Build It Together. Connect 2021. The video is an hour and 17 minutes long and he's basically in this sort of utopian looking uh, beautiful world where everything looks great and he can ch choose his clothes and it's very Black Mirror. I don't know if y'all remember or ever watched Black Mirror. I only saw one episode and it was with Miley Cyrus and she goes into a coma and she's a musician and she basically writes a whole album based on her consciousness and we're here. That's where we're at right now with this bullshit. So I digress. Um, I'm watching this video and a, a meme went around about the the Sweet Baby Ray's barbie, barbecue sauce. And I was trying to think on a spiritual level what the fuck message he was trying to send to us. And the Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce in the back on the shelf with him. I'm sure if they ask him, he's going to say something dumb like, oh my god, family, or just la da da. Or it was my fate because it was apparently... Uh, related to a baseball player in Chicago and the company got sold and it's a huge company um, so I don't know if that was maybe the symbolism for selling a company like Sweet Baby Ray's which was just like a homegrown company with two brothers and uh, eventually got sold to a major market which how sweet of him for putting that reference in but quite honestly it gets me back to this total solar eclipse in 2024. I really think that the symbolism uh, brings us back to Texas and that there's a lot of shit we don't know that is going on in Texas. 
I would allegedly say that possibly the ice storm, which I said before, was possibly an ice storm that um, maybe they were playing with clouds. Um, maybe there was something going on. And it was related to uh, certain experiments that were being done. And I know that that sounds insane, but I am an astrologer that, you know, talks to myself in the kitchen on Halloween, the day before Halloween. So, um, all that said, the path of totality in eclipses is so important. Where that eclipse hits in totality gets that energy directly. And a total solar eclipse is a illuminating it changes the face of the world and for the total solar eclipse that that brought us the path of totality in 2017 that was the trump administration and that path of totality basically went across the united states so when i looked at this path of totality and saw that one of the head one of the biggest major headquarters is directly in Austin and he has barbecue sauce now it's chicago based barbecue sauce so i don't know the link there but i thought to myself you know what on some strange fucking chance maybe he's letting us know that we're being herded like cattle and we have no choice. And a lot of it has to do with climate change. Because, you know, as we've all learned in school, uh, as of recent, that, you know, methane is the number one cause of climate change. This is, you know, this is what we were just taught in like regular fucking science, earth science class. And that's cow's fault that, you know, the the atmosphere is all fucked and the CO2 levels are all fucked and the world is fucked and weather is fucked. And uh, when the ice storm came through here, I was staying in a hotel and my friend Angela, who I'm doing Honor Thy Cow podcast with, um, said, you know, come stay with me. And she saved my fucking life. I would have been out in near Fort Worth when they had a major pileup on Route I-35 by myself. And it was terrifying. And all I could think of this ice storm was, yes, I know Texas gets terrible storms. But this kind of storm in Texas, something ain't right. Something feels odd. Something feels out of place. So for those who are listening, this is just a scary Halloween story. And you can just be like, Christy, you're off your goddamn rocker. Well, yeah. In a lot of ways, I am. But in a lot of ways, I have a lot of questions. And... One of these questions is about 2024. If you're not going to listen to me about anything, at least experiment and ask your own questions. There's a lot of ways to follow astrology without following whether a planet is square Saturn or whether Mercury is in retrograde. One extremely simple way 
is to just follow when, the full, when there is a full moon and a new moon. That's it. You don't even need to know if there are eclipses. But if you do hear this, there's an eclipse on the way, watch the news. Watch and see what's going on. Watch your life. Watch and see what's going on. Um, I do feel like Western and Eastern astrology are going to fuse in some sort of way over the years. And a huge piece of this is because of the moon and because of how technology is changing how we interact with the moon. It's inevitable that they will try to conquer the moon. Um, There's a lot of theories or hypotheses about what the moon actually was or is. But for me, the moon is a guide of the tides and my own body cycles. The moon is what keeps us as biological as we can possibly be. If we didn't have water on this planet, we wouldn't have life. And water is guided by our lunar body in the sky. So there are some people who hypothesize that the moon is a piece of technology that was brought to control us. And then there are those who, like me, appreciate and honor the moon because I do appreciate the ocean and you, the ocean and the moon go hand in hand. Um, that being said, I do think watching how space and the metaverse and how that might fuse, how we've been set up with COVID to be on Zoom, and how this is just a simple transition, quote unquote, for so many people, that you're going to be going to work in a virtual office, literally in a virtual world, where um, honestly, if I were to look at this ahead, you know, to look ahead, people might not need nutrition. They might just take pills. They might just take vitamins. There might become vitamin de- developments over the years where food isn't even needed anymore that you can just have virtual food and then just take certain pills or vitamins or put yourself on an NG tube of some sort. Um, and all this takes me back to my PTSD working in labs and recognizing that I've seen some shit. <laughs> and there's a lot of terrible shit that goes on in laboratories. And the fact that that is even legal is always baffled me. Um, bioethics is huge. It's a very important aspect of science. And right now we are in the age of Aquarius where bioethics is one of the most important things that we're going to need to understand as a species if we want to help other generations from being taken advantage of. And so that is why animals are so important because they are the purest on this planet. That's why plants are so important. That's why water bodies are so important. The ocean. Um, I was going to talk about the eclipses as well. I feel like this is going to be a really long podcast and I didn't mean for it to go this long. 
but I do want to talk about the eclipses, so I'm going to come back for part two. And we're back, part two, the Firewolf Halloween episode, creepy crawlies that are big data, big tech, big pharma, all combining together with the announcement this week that Meta, Facebook is now Meta, the metaverse, metamorphosizing. Ah, so scary. Okay, I'm just talking to the dog who just jumped off the couch because she got excited about this announcement. So, I wanted to talk about the lunar and solar eclipses and a brief overview of these eclipses. We had eclipses in 2020 that brought us still through the signs of Cancer and Capricorn we did have some sprinkled in eclipses on June the 5th of 2020 at 15 degrees Sagittarius. And then we ended out the year of 2020 with an eclipse on the 30th of November at 8 degrees Gemini and December the 14th at 23 degrees Sagittarius. That eclipse occurred right around that final great conjunction which was on the 21st of December, which was the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn at zero degrees of Aquarius. And so last year's great conjunctions that we had, I've talked about them so much on this podcast. You can go back to previous episodes where I talked about the great conjunctions and how important they were to shaping uh, society as we know it now, and how eclipses are really very big turning points for us. So this year's eclipses, we had a total solar eclipse on the 26th of May. That was at five degrees of Sagittarius. So that is the centaur, um, the sign of the philosopher. And then we had one on the 10th of June, just a couple days before our second Saturn-Uranus square of the year. And again, that's the perfect square based by degree. Um, And that was at 19 degrees Gemini. That was an annular eclipse, um, solar, uh, excuse me, lunar. Hold up, hold up. Uh, We had a total lunar eclipse on the 26th and then annular solar, sorry. My brain went backwards. Uh, So that is surrounding communication, that is surrounding news, that is surrounding all things Mercury. So that is like cars and vehicles and anything by foot, um, movement, Uh, so Mercury on the bike, delivery services, that's what went through my mind, Uh, packages, parcels, such as that, things like that. And news probably came through where, you know, the truth comes out with eclipses. So if you got some truths about people, that was a good time to kind of see a lot about people in your life. Um, And then we have on the way the 19th of November 
at 27 degrees Taurus, a partial lunar eclipse. So I'll get, I'll probably do an episode very directly highlighting the chart of this eclipse. But just also note that now that the nodes are entering the sign of Taurus and Scorpio, our eclipses are going to be mainly in Taurus and Scorpio between the end of this year and through next year and a little bit into 2023. So we have these eclipses where the nodes are asking us to really pay attention to the physical world. Money is going to be a huge thing. Uh, Money and resources. And this is just starting this conversation. So yes, do I think business is going to be conducted in within the metaverse? Absolutely. And I think there's going to be other competitors along the way. I think that Facebook is just for as janky as Facebook is, I kind of always wondered if they intentionally kept it janky. Um or if they just didn't care. Um one of the other two. But I kind of feel like they intentionally kept it janky because they didn't want us to stay on it. They wanted to create an alternative to it. And it was really just a massive experiment. And I was in the first year of Facebook. My first year of college was actually the first year that colleges could get on Facebook. And uh, you had to be an approved college to be on Facebook. And it was just you know, Christina is going to Glar to get, I don't know, grapefruit bars. Like, I don't know, things like that. So that's how Facebook used to be. And you could put some pictures up and really that was it. And over the years, we've seen it expand. And now it's, you know, um, it's family members fighting with each other. And uh, death, just a lot of death. I see a lot of just memorial Uh, on my Facebook in memoriam of. So I really do think that they were utilizing us to create what they needed to see in us. Um, Ultimately, you know, they're going to pitch this grand place of, hey, come here. It's going to be amazing. People are going to see each other. But really, quite honestly, it's probably just going to end up like Twitter, but your avatar is some sort of orange monster, you know, fighting somebody's, you know, I don't know, dragon puppy, you know, and then you're just going to fight each other and it's just going to be like a giant video game. Uh, But I digress. And then they'll just be collecting neurological data out of us because really ultimately Facebook, when you just post pictures and write things, They get an idea of patterns of people, but ultimately they don't get as much data on our neurological patterning as they would if we were completely in an interface. So whatever neurological patterning they're trying to go after, we're going to find out in probably 2022, 2023, leading all the way up to the 2024 eclipse. Does that mean it's going to end? No, it just means it's going to build. 2025, Uranus is going to be leaving the sign of Aquarius, Um, but there's so much to this. We are still in 
the age of Aquarius, Pluto hasn't even made made its path into Aquarius and is going to be slow moving. We still are in, in the United States, a Pluto return, which is really hot and heavy in February of 2022. Uh, so let's get into the eclipses of 2022, shall we? Um, so I don't know if I mentioned the final eclipse of this year will be on the 4th of December and that will be at 12 degrees Sagittarius. That is a new moon eclipse, so that is a total solar eclipse. And um, that will be our final of the Sagittarius Gemini series um, as we head into 2022 eclipses. So from December 4th, we do not have an eclipse until April the 30th, 2022, 10 degrees Taurus. That is a partial solar eclipse. And I feel like I'll be doing more of the Firewolf episodes next year. I do feel like there's going to be a home involved for me in the upcoming month or so where I will have some grounding time where I can record solo episodes um let me know if you want to hear these episodes i did a poll on instagram stories and what i was told through the poll is more people wanted personal journal stories which i found very interesting um and i do apologize you know i was supposed to be doing a um series for tarot tuesday but I was in LA and I was going through massive amounts of hell. Um, and I do think it links into the eclipses. So that's why I went on a tangent. But if anything, you know, the next card to come in the Tarot Tuesday series was the Devil card. And the card after that was the Tower. And I quite honestly think the Devil's Tower is exactly the story of Uranus square Saturn. So technically Tarot Tuesday is just tarot 2021 like i really think that the saturn uranus square is exactly this square that we're going through this tension of you know the devil tempting us on certain things that look so enticing um and bring us pleasure and then uranus crashing that tower down and being like this is how society needs to rebuild so 4 30 2022 there must be some sort of crashing and rebuilding around then if I'm saying that right now. Um, and then we have another eclipse around the 16th, on the 16th of May in 2022. That's at 25 degrees Scorpio. That is a total lunar eclipse. Um, it is opposing Mark Zuckerberg's own sun. So he is getting this in his chart. It's a total lunar eclipse. He's also going to be getting this um, right on his own sun sign so it's going to be a total lunar eclipse in his personal chart now that brings me back to that eclipse of 2020 2017 donald trump's natal chart was receiving that total solar eclipse to his chart so i do feel like mark zuckerberg is going to be really hot and heavy in the news um, and all of the doings that his company does. Because most likely, um, when they uh, 
Mike Pence and Donald Trump had basically the same chart. There's got to be somebody in his crew that basically has the same chart as him. Or at least some aspect of his chart. Because these eclipses are being played out. And in 2004-2003, Facebook was birthed. And that is when these, these nodes are pretty much in, the, in this very similar position. So then we have a final eclipse, 10, 25, 22, not final, but end of the year at two degrees Scorpio. That'll be on Mark Zuckerberg's Pluto. And then we have an eclipse on the 8th of November, 2022. And that's at 16 degrees Taurus. That is conjunct Mark Zuckerberg's Venus in his eighth house. I am telling you when his parents called him, what they call him, like the little prince or some shit, he was... This is his destiny in certain ways. Like, he was brought here to do some damage. I think his parents, like, called him the Little Prince. Don't quote me on that, but they called him, like, some kind of prince. Um, so I do feel like he... I, I'm Conspiracy theorists have at it with this one. Is what I'm saying based on these these uh, charts and eclipses. But uh, I hope you enjoyed this spooky, scary podcast based on big pharma, big tech, big... Well, I haven't gotten into big pharma yet. Big tech, Silicon Valley, fucking us in our butts and putting us into the metaverse. They might as well put the plug in our butthole. Um, and I hope that you have an amazing Halloween. Follow the paths of the eclipses. See how they work with your life. And have a great day. Bye!